Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first overcome our internal self by focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. This podcast offers inspiration, strength, and hope through the tools of recovery, spirituality, and positive psychology. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound changes in my life in my recovery from alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share these tools with others through this podcast and personal coaching. Personal recovery does not need an addiction to use the tools and principles to better our lives and transform just the desire to make positive changes and grow. As an ordained minister, I continue to study and deepen my relationship with the spiritual principles that have brought me peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. I know that together we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. I am honored and grateful that you are joining me today. So I've just been having a lot of stuff happening in my life recently. If you just listened to the last episode, my kids were just in town. And there's a lot of other things kind of a Bruin in there. And what it made me think of is this famous quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And what I love about this is that through soul recovery, I have had some real clarity about how much I really wanted to get to this place, this place where everything was going to be okay. That if I just did this next thing, that maybe I would feel better, that there would be some contentment, that I wouldn't feel so much anxiety, that if I just fixed this person, then I would be okay. That if I just got this job, then I would be okay. If we just had this much money, then I would be okay. And the truth is that even if you get there to any of those destinations, if you don't have wholeness within you, if you don't have a level of awareness of who you are and trust in who you are and confidence in your life at the core of who you are, that destination doesn't make you happy. That destination is just a stop on the road. And then you kind of get to that place and you think, ah, I thought I was going to be happy here and I'm not. And then you're even more discontented from that. So how do we start to trust in the journey? Soul recovery to me is really about coming back to a presence coming back to a place where we're not using something else 
to try to soothe those parts of ourself that are discontented, that feel out of control, that feel like it's too much, that are in overwhelm. And you know from listening to me that my main topic that I come back to again and again is this control issue, that we think that we're being helpful to other people or we think we know. So sometimes you may not even realize that you are being overpowering, that you are coming from a place where you are sure that the way that you think it should be done, that it should be done. And then there are the people who are just trying to soften things up a little bit. I noticed this weekend with my kids being around that I changed, that my dynamic of myself with them far away has more of a place where I'm not the mom. I'm really learning and growing in who who is Rachel Harrison? Who is this person that doesn't need to take care of everybody else? And we're together working on these tools. I have not mastered this. I am not preaching from a place that is on the highest mountain saying, I have become completely enlightened and I'm going to tell you, oh, no, no, no. We are in this together. And every time that I'm sharing this experience, strength, and hope in these tools with you, I'm really revisiting them and reminding myself as well that the reality is that when we are coming together and sharing together, the way that I hear it best from people is when we're on the same path. I am no better and no worse than anybody else. One of my greatest things that I want to teach is I'm not special. We are all special. Each and every one of you, no matter how far down the path you think you've gone, no matter what your life has been like, I want you to feel and know, I want you to know how incredibly special you are, that your life is unlimited, that there's always a chance to do something different, that there's always a chance to make things be a way that is anew. And it doesn't mean that we're changing the people and the circumstances and everything around us. It all comes internally. It all comes from making the decision that we're going to take responsibility for our own lives, for our own selves, our own reactions, our own emotions. And it's so, so, so easy to give away those emotions, to give somebody else the power because we're not getting from them what we need. That is normal. That is life. And so when the kids were here and I could feel myself, even though we've come so far, and I hope you can hear in that episode, us really talking about the complexities of my kids growing up in alcoholic home, the complexities of my husband and my oldest son's relationship, my youngest son's role in our family to be the good, happy one that kind of pulled us all together. And how much we can see those dynamics even now in our relationships. And I watched myself turn a little bit into that place that I do again, where I just really want everybody to be getting along and I want everyone to be happy. And because there's still post-traumatic stress, and so many of us still have a really high level of post-traumatic stress from trauma, that everything was going very well. And yet I caught myself over and over again, being so afraid that there would be a big fight or an explosion or that something would trigger somebody and it would just all kind of fall apart because I want it so much to be exactly what it was. 
us just being ourselves and having a good time and also being who we are with the same triggers and the same things that sometimes used to drive each other crazy. But I'm better at allowing that. And just the fact that I can observe myself reminds me that I'm on the journey, that I've let go of the need to have it be a final destination, that there is no silver bullet. There is no final thing that is absolutely going to be what makes it all okay. Because tomorrow's another day. Because life continues to show up. There's always something that's going to be happening. And the more that I embrace those obstacles, the more that I embrace those turns and rapids on the river, the more settled I am in my skin, the more settled I am in my own mind and in my own heart, the more connected I am to my higher power. And one of the tools that I've been using for this is a reframing that I can catch myself wanting to go back into fear patterns, into worry patterns. And that makes total sense, right? Most of us, this is how we've operated for our whole lives, that we've had to be concerned for us to survive. That if we came from a childhood that had hardship in it, that you needed to know that you needed to watch out for whatever it was that was going to come and get you. That's how you lived. That's how you survived. Whether it was a difficult relationship within your family, whether it was school where there were bullies, whether there was somebody else in your life that made it so that it was emotionally or physically dangerous for you. Part of survival is learning to put up those walls and those those cages where you make sure that nobody is going to get in that you put yourself in that safe space. And oftentimes that's a very shut down emotional space or the space where you're going to try to fix that you want to head it off and make sure that you see it coming and that you're going to behave in a certain way so that it doesn't come. This is being human. This is where we really learn who we are to recognize those aspects of ourselves that were essential And then to start to question ourselves, do those aspects help us anymore? Or are they keeping us held back? Are they trapping us in some way? Are we stuck? So the reframing is a new tool that I learned when I studied to be a minister. And as I've listened to and read and read and read and read more information on positive psychology, metaphysics, spirituality, this is not new to the world, but it's a tool that I'd heard of, but I hadn't started using yet. So it's a tool that I now have deeply into my my kit And as I listened to my kids this weekend talking and some of their friends, it was interesting how you can hear people start to go into the negative and that you want to give them this tool, this way to reframe the way that you're thinking so that you can move yourself into a new place, a place that has more potential, a place of dreams, a place of higher believing, hope, a willingness to believe and to know that something is coming out of it, that everything's working out for us. 
So an example would be that I found myself starting to move into a place where I could recognize and feel the pain from a lot of the hardship that we had as a family when the kids were younger and the dynamics that existed. And that I started going into a fear place that those would never change. That even though we had come so far that there were some really mm, deep issues that may not change. And so that was starting to make me feel sad. So I went into this new practice and it's called, I'm so happy and grateful. So instead of saying to myself, I'm worried that maybe this part where we kind of wished that things had been different won't ever go away that that will always hold us back. What I can reframe it to is, I am so happy and grateful that we love and accept each other for just who we are. I am so happy and grateful that we love each other and that we can accept each other just who we are. I'm so happy and grateful to watch my children live full, abundant, happy lives. I love that I can see them doing things that they're passionate about. I love that they're happy I love that they feel supported by us. I love that we have healed from the past and we have let things go. I love that I can release any of the negative feelings that come to me. I am so happy and grateful that we are a connected, whole, happy family. Can you feel how that feels different? And I feel it as I'm saying it, like it just wells up this positivity in me, this this belief, this hope, this knowing that we're moving in the right direction, that it's about the journey. It's watching that journey and loving the journey and not being held on tight to something that I think I'm trying to control. And I do this practice every day. And I do this practice every day by writing which is the way that really works for me, but it doesn't have to be that way for everyone. You can also just say it because that feeling that comes when you switch from the negative, I'm afraid that we won't have enough money to pay the bills. I'm afraid that my job isn't going to work out. I'm afraid that I'm going to get fired. I'm afraid of the economy. I'm afraid that we won't have enough. I'm worried. Those feelings, you can just feel how tight that gets and how at the core of your stomach, there's like a pit. And those feelings that you get in your body when your stomach hurts or your head hurts or your throat hurts, feel feels tight. Those are important things to feel in your body. And so often we're just trying to cover those up with drugs and alcohol or with something else that checks us out with food or with sugar or with shopping or constantly looking on our phone on Facebook or Instagram for some gratification or something that's going to fill us up. We're trying to erase those feelings, but those feelings really are an indicator. They're like, they're telling us something. It's giving you a hint of what doesn't feel good. And if you don't know what you don't like, if you don't know what doesn't feel good, it doesn't help you to move forward to start to manifest and dream and believe and move towards what you do like, especially when you're covering it up. 
So you want to actually recognize those feelings. And so when you start to go into that worry or your body starts to feel sick or it starts to feel anxious or you start to feel tight or you start to feel scared, to recognize what that is that you're feeling scared about. I'm feeling scared about money, that there's not going to be enough, that we won't be able to pay our bills, that I might lose my job, that I'm not good at my job. I'm afraid. And when I think those feelings, when I feel those feelings, I feel my body. I recognize where that sits in my body. And then I take a deep breath and I do that pivot. I use this tool. I move to a place of connecting with my higher power. I move to a place of knowing and believing that there is more for me, that I am supported and loved, that everything that I need is there for me if I'm willing to reach for it. So I'm going to reach for it. I am so happy and grateful that finances are changing in my life. I'm so happy and grateful that abundance is coming to me. I'm so happy and grateful that I'm doing something that I love so much that I'm being moved and directed in a way that is going to financially prosper me and my family. I'm so happy and grateful that there's always enough and it comes to me easily and readily. I'm so happy and grateful that everything that I need, that all the inspiration that I need, all the ideas that I need are coming to me freely and openly and fast. I'm so happy and grateful to have this life that is abundant. I love that I get to do something that brings me so much joy. I love that I get to connect with people and that everything that is happening in my life is moving me in the right direction for financial abundance, for prosperity, for comfort, so that I can help my family, so I can help myself, and so that I can benefit the world. And sometimes when you do this practice, you're moving into a place that is about what isn't there yet. And that's okay. Because the first thing that comes is your thoughts. Our thoughts create the reality. Everything is from two places. Everything came from a thought first. And so if you allow yourself to have the thoughts and to have the dreams that maybe you don't have yet, you are actually sending out the reality that will come to you. So it's the same if I'm staying in the worry. The worry is my thought that I'm creating. I am creating a situation of lack. I am creating a situation of not enough. I am creating a situation that things are not going to work out for me. So if you have control through your thoughts, if it's about the journey Where are you going to place your feet to get to the destination that you want? There's generally many, many roads that get to the same place at the end, and you can either choose the paved highway or you can choose the four-wheel crazy road. Which one do you want? Just like walking, put your thoughts one thought at a time, just like you would do one step at a time to start moving in the direction of your perfect destination of your most unlimited wildest dreams, of your greatest happiness. I know that it can be hard to even believe that you deserve some of these things. 
But believe me that this is a beginning step. These are tools that help change your brain structure, change the way that you actually take in chemicals, change the way that your neurons work, change the way that you feel inside. And allowing yourself to use the I'm so happy and grateful tool that it changes how you see a situation. Because we can all hang out in the negative. We can all see what is wrong and what we wish could be different. We could spend a lifetime there. And many people do. But you're here for soul recovery. You're here because you want something different. You're here because you know that in you is greatness that you are special, that you are incredible, and that these things that happen in our lives where it's complicated, where interacting with other people is hard, where we don't often know how we're going to get from one place to the other place because we have to interact with their emotions. But how do you release those feelings of inadequacy? How do you release those feelings of not being enough for somebody else? I love the word release. So the other tool that I'll use in this is I'm so happy and grateful that everything is working out just as it should. And I release any of my fears. I release my anxiety. I release my desire to make things be different. And sometimes I'll just be in a conversation and in my mind, I just say, I release, release. And it's interesting because I've been doing this practice for a while that it actually immediately releases me. That those feelings that I can start to have that tightness, that anxiety, it releases. And there are things that are happening in life all the time that we're questioning, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this really how this is supposed to be working out? Why is this particular relationship so complicated? Why is this situation so complicated? But when I practice these tools, and I come back to the knowledge that my higher power is the one who is helping guide me that really, I have the fullest potential and that the greatness that I would like in my life is right here on my journey that my journey is not always going to be the walking through the flowers, that my journey sometimes is going to be a four wheel drive road that is complex and bumpy, and you've got to maneuver over it just right. But that's okay, because I am moving in that direction towards the life of my wildest dreams. And as a matter of fact, if I stop and I look around, I can see the beauty of right where I am, even when it's hard even when it's hard. And sometimes I'll even say, I'm so happy and grateful that I can see that this was part of what I needed to be going through to get me to a place where I am moving in the direction of my journey to my greatest good, to my wildest dreams. So my observation of who I am when I'm with my kids, even though it's so much better, substantially better than it used to be, I'm excited that we're going to all be together again in a month on our annual camping trip. And I'm going to be even one step closer on that journey to being healthier and healthier in our interactions. And those interactions are really my insides that have that fear. And I'm going to use my tools, my I'm so happy and grateful tools. I'm so happy and grateful that we are all together in love. 
I'm so happy and grateful that we are these divine beings who are on our own journeys. And I love and respect you on your journey, on your way, doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. I am so happy and grateful that I can trust that that's exactly where you're supposed to be. I love that you're on your journey. I love that I'm on my journey. So I hope these tools are something that you can use when you're in a situation where it's starting to feel heavy and you get caught up in bringing around those negative worry thoughts, the anxiety, the what ifs that are negative and just reframe it, reframe it. And I'm so happy and grateful. Allow yourself to release those negative feelings and thoughts. Allow yourself to be your fullest self. Take your time and attention and move it inward and begin to let go of the outside. Let go of the circumstances. Let go of other people's feelings and reactions. Let go of the need to please. Let go of the need to be something that somebody else thinks you should be. You know who you are. You know what your dreams are. You have everything that you need to follow and manifest those dreams hugely in your life. And I am so excited that you're on this path with me and that together we can use these tools to recover our souls. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode offered you some tools and guidance and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. If you'd like some support and encouragement with your soul recovery, book a coaching session with me. When you are ready for change, it's amazing what can be done in just a few sessions with some support. There's never any long-term commitment. This is your personal journey, and I'm just here to be a guide and assist you in connecting with your fullest and happiest self. Go to the website, recoveryoursoul.net, and there you can find out more about me, book your coaching or spiritual counseling session, subscribe to receive our email updates, listen to some of my music. I have some originals and I've had various bands over the years. You can also read the blog that includes stories and insights from the Recover Your Soul community. I want to thank you for supporting the production of this podcast. Every single donation makes such a big difference and you can donate on the homepage of the website. Also by following, subscribing, reviewing this podcast on your favorite platform, you're helping to spread the recover your soul message. I hope that you'll follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and even join the private Facebook group and become part of our transformation community. Share who you are, share where you're from, share your story. Let's all connect. Until next time, namaste. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.